The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Are you ready? It's time for your weekly dose of Wayne's Comics. Welcome to episode 491 of the Wayne's Comics Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. This week it's the return of Mark Darden from Guano Guy, a truly funny and enjoyable comic that has a Kickstarter going on right now. The Kickstarter is for Guano Guy number four, plus all seven other Guano Guy comics. He describes it as a superhero comic in the vein of The Tick and Gru, plus shows like Venture Brothers and Rick and Morty. We talk about the cover as well as the various numberings of Guano Guy that have happened in the past. We discuss the characters as well as what might be coming in the future for Guano Guy and Mark as well. So I'm sure you're going to enjoy what he has to say. There's a lot to get to in this episode, so let's get on with the show. It's great to welcome back to the podcast, Mark Darden, the creator of a wonderful series called Guano Guy. <laughs> and if that reminds you of a certain superhero, that probably is true. So how's it going, Mark? It's going pretty good, Wayne. Thanks for good. having me back on. It's good to talk with you. It's been a couple of years. I, I got a kick because the last time I interviewed you, I went to the store where uh, you and I used to frequent. Uh, the, yeah. the same store uh-huh. and I, I said well i haven't seen mark around in a while. oh he moved to the other coast mm-hmm. and i thought wow he, i did such a bad job of interviewing him that he moved to the other coast he wanted to get that far away yeah just had to pursue a career opportunity and okay. uh, required me to move a, a long ways away uh, okay eventually i should be able to make it back to florida but i had to get experience elsewhere first yeah you got to go where the where the work takes you what you got to do <laughs> So, so Guano Guy, you've got issue number four, yeah. plus all seven other yeah. Guano Guy comics. Right. And as we were talking uh, right now, and you, you had a goal of $1,500, and as we're talking, you have got 1577 Yeah. So, so that's a good number. That's, that means you've got it at the moment, but you said there's been some back and forth thing going on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a really good group of uh, comic friends and creators who have uh, put posts out telling people about it, and I'll gain a few, and then somebody that joined a ways back drops out, and people have different reasons for it. Uh, but uh, I, I'm really just hoping to get to get another 400 and get to the bonus print. Uh, there's several really cool bonus prints, and I'd like to get those included. But see. okay. Very good. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Let me take a look. I want to make sure we've got the the uh, people get on me because I don't say this information soon enough for them. Uh, it's it, this project will be funded if it reaches its goal by Saturday, June 26 at 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. So we got a right now. You've got it, and that's a good thing. And I, I know there have been some people I know. They they one guy had a great big uh, contributor drop out and put him back down again and he was like oh no what am i going to do and everybody of course when they found it out they rushed in to help him oh so that's that, yeah that's a good thing so now, really good. I, I love the description of this let's it says guano guy is a snarky comedy superhero comic in the vein of the tick and grew plus shows like venture brothers and rick and morty which it is i think that's a pretty accurate description yeah of course. Of course, I love the name Guano Guy, Chris. Uh, 
The last time you and I talked, we mentioned about the fact that uh, Guanaguay is kind of loosely based on Adam West's uh, superheroic portrayals, shall we say. And oh, I- yeah, you know, I do very much have a lot of influences and a uh, huge fan of, of Batman. And I definitely love the silly goofiness of the old Batman show. So it's it, it, the comics coming from really my love of comic books and my love of comedy. Those are my two favorite things. So I, I put those together. Yeah, I looked at Facebook and I was surprised to see that you're a stand-up comic as well. Uh, as yeah, I, I was um, mm-hmm. for, for several years in Minneapolis. I haven't got to do it for a while because I had to move to a small town area. And uh, recently I've moved to Phoenix, so I'll be getting back into it as things open back up and I'll get going again. Um, okay. So, yeah, that really kind of plays into it, too, that I, I do I've done re- you know stand-up and so I've done comedy live. And different ideas for comedy go into this. Yeah, there is a lot of funny stuff going on in here. I, I, it's, it makes me laugh because I, being familiar with comics as I am, I get a kick out of the jabs that you make at uh, <laughs> at that, the comic book industry and the comic at some of the comic books that are out there. I, I just get such a huge kick out of it. You you had sent to me issue three. And because I hadn't had a chance to read that one yet, so I got a, I got a chance to read it, and there are some wonderful bits in there. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of the ones that I, I always enjoy, uh, the, one of the characters that makes me laugh is not Guanaguay. I, I get a kick out of him, but the other guy, Mister Marvelous Man, always <laughs> makes me he makes me laugh. Yeah, he, he's a, a such a, a nice simpleton guy, and. Mm has a very basic way of looking at stuff and he, he means well, but he doesn't really understand things. Um, you know, like his, his first in the first issue, he talks a robot out of destroying the city by just talking to him about it, about basically being polite. Um, and then in another issue, he tried that again with a different robot that was stealing from people. And it was like, and it wouldn't fall for that at all. And, and then it, uh, it distracted him with cartoons stopped him from saving the day mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> now issue three did have something that made me laugh that you know that uh guano guy decides that he's going to fight fire with fire yeah and he comes up against the puppeteer uh-huh so what does he do he decides to battle the puppeteer who has like a a, a curtain around him so he can do the puppeteering from uh-huh. behind him, which any of us who have done puppets in our past, and some of us have, remember those things. I, we did a puppet show when I was back in college, and one of the puppets had this glasses that were had the eyes in them, and in the middle of the thing, the person running the puppet shook it too much, and the eyes fell off. Oh. <laughs> and in the middle, my brother, of course, he sees the eyes hit the floor. He right, grabs the the glasses and he's in the middle of the puppet talking, this hairy hand comes up and smack right in his eye and it puts the eyes on crooked. You know, it was hilarious. You know, it was unexpected, but everybody got a huge kick out of that. And so I got a huge kick out of this to watch the two of them battle puppet to puppet, which yeah. was quite yeah. funny, really good. And it's a little dark too. Cause Guano guy was not responsible with his sidekicks. Mm-hmm. And uh, took a lot of risk with their well-being, and then the puppets are all homages to his ex-sidekicks, mm-hmm. <laughs> who uh, who were in the in the puppet sidekicks taunt him during the battle too. That's interesting because that's Guano guy talking, right? Right, right. So it's 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 all in his own head. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe that means he has some conscious. Yeah, I like one. One of them yells out, "You left me on the side of the road," <laughs> and then another one yells out, "You left me in a shark tank, and you left me in a sugar-induced coma." <laughs> <laughs> so all these wonderful things. I I always there's something about sidekicks that never ever works. I mean, even now, what's going on in DC Comics? Uh, Batman's legitimate son. Is he went? He dressed up like Robin, and then in the middle of the New Teen Titans or whatever it was, he he pulls off the Robin symbol and he goes somewhere, and so he says he's not Robin anymore. So he comes out with his own book, and what's it called? Robin. 
And I'm like, wait a minute. He said he wasn't robbing anymore. <laughs> I guess somebody changed their mind in between. Yeah, I guess. Wasn't yeah. Damien. Because they tried, uh, let's see, they uh, what was the other one? Uh, Tim, Tim yeah, Drake, so Red Robin. Mm-hmm. Yep, and and Tim Drake decided he wanted to be called Drake. Oh, uh, that wasn't a smart move. You uh, put your last name as your superhero name. Right? <laughs> yeah. Not the smartest move. So <laughs> there's something about sidekicks, and it never quite works out. So I uh, got a huge. It, it's a it's something that's a lot of fun for kids and. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it was intended for, was that it's fun for the for kids to see themselves in the adventure, not just the adults. But then, you know, when you are an adult, then it starts to really just seem weird. Um, say maybe sidekick should just be held for, you know, kids comics. Mm-hmm. I there, There's a wonderful sequence I've got to talk about. Just made me laugh out loud. Oh, absolutely. Now, what's the name of the, the woman who's the reporter? Rita Ratika. Ratika. Okay, that's how you pronounce it. The way it was spelled, I wasn't quite sure. We need pronunciation guides in these books sometimes. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's the, Rita is talking to a cameraman, and out from behind her comes all of a sudden this little boy comes and says, ma'am, and she turns around and with obvious disdain, she goes, yes, little boy. And the guy has a guano guy mask on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he says, I'm Guano Guy's biggest fan, and I wait with bated breath to see what he'll do next. I buy every product, watch every show, and attend every appearance he makes. And her response is in that same thing. That's a little sad. She goes, (laughs) (laughs) oh, heavens. Oh, heavens. That made me laugh. You know, it's... (laughs) You know, the, the, the funniest thing is that if you understand comic book readers and comic fans and stuff like that. That's hilarious because <laughs> there are fans who do those sorts of things. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, there was one guy that told me one time, he said that he thought Superman was too powerful, but he thought that Wolverine should have the speed of the flash so that he would cut you to pieces and you wouldn't even know you were dead. He did it so fast. And I remember saying to him, when you think Superman's too powerful, <laughs> yeah. I always get a kick out of comic because our sensibilities are not quite logical, I think, sometimes. And your books tend to, to reflect that, what I think is, is really wonderful because if anything else is that we should be able to poke fun at ourselves. And I think that's it's really well done. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I mean, we, we love this stuff, but we it's also – good not to take it too serious like just have fun with it and enjoy it but uh, not get actually mad over it yeah well some you know the marvel versus dc business the all this stuff goes on and i'm always going like you know as one of my friends once said the the fighting is so fierce because the 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 pot is so small that we're fighting over uh uh-huh you know that's why the the the, everything is so fierce and we're struggling so much (laughs) <laughs> and, you know, if it was something worth more or had a lot of more value to it, then I could understand all that. Which leads me to Guano Guy. <laughs> Talk about Guano Guy because he's, a, 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 you know, he's an interesting character. He, his motivation is something that I find interesting because, you know, <sighs> superheroes, at least uh, the ones that I enjoy, I, I'm more of a DC guy than a Marvel mm-hmm. guy. So I like the altruistic superheroes batman superman all these people who do things because it's a good thing yeah and, right thing and, too. yes and of course guano guy no <laughs> that's not what he does yeah good. no talk a little bit about that because that makes him something different as far as you know in my own reading experience which i enjoy <sighs> what's his motivation so people know yeah, so he, he is seeking fame and fortune. So he's much more of um, he he is much more like a celebrity uh, than you know he he is very much like the people who are celebrities just to be celebrities, not because of the actual thing that they do. Mm-hmm. And he falls into that. He saving people isn't really that important to him. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. he will 
he's out there saving people just because that's the thing he has to do to be famous rather than he's saving people because it's a good thing to do and because he can. <laughs> he gets, he's, he's talking to the mirror on the wall at one point, which made me laugh. He's asking, you know, am I the, the, the most popular guy of all? And of course the mirror says, no, <laughs> you're, you're not. You know, being honest with him, you know, not telling him what he needs to hear and what he wants to hear. And I get a huge kick out of the responses and the stuff because, you know, Guana Guy is just not, he's not what I, I usually like in a superhero. <laughs> yeah, because he's, he's not, he's not very heroic. Uh, he, no. even when he does the right thing, he's not doing it for the right reasons. He's doing mm -hmm. it to be noticed, not because of actually helping the person who's in trouble. Mm -hmm. uh, he is just all about the, the media and he's trying to get endorsement deals and advertising in fame and fortune. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, he gets pushed along in, into trying to be a hero in order to achieve that. Uh -huh. uh, yeah. And, and his mirror, his mirror is practically his, his, you know, only friend really. Mm -hmm. And, and that's the only one that really tells him the truth. <laughs> right. The, the mirror, despite being his reflection, does not does not sugarcoat things, as you said. It, it it's very uh, very straightforward with him regularly. <laughs> mm -hmm. Which of course he doesn't want. He'd rather hear something else. One of the great bits of humor that you do often is poke fun at Guano Guy himself. There's a wonderful bit in, in the issue three where they're discussing the term what for, giving a crook what for. <laughs> yeah. And in the background, there are two cages that have lions in them. And one lion turns to the other and says, these stakes talk too much. I busted out laughing when I read that. I just thought that was hilarious because they look at him with like, they're, they're just meals, you know, to them. And they talk too much. <laughs> I just find that such a wonderful bit. I just think it's such a great, you know, the humor is great. This, I, I always love deprecating humor, particularly. And I got a huge kick out of that particular sequence got me. And I just, and I also enjoy the, the editor who talks to Rita and the, the cameraman is very unhappy because he, they never praise his camera work, but the editor loves the fact that she chases after villains even he doesn't really want to talk about Guano Guy. With <laughs> yeah. No, nobody wants to. It's just hilarious how we're, we go from place to place and nobody wants to, to give Guano Guy his due, which is funny, funny bit, especially in a superhero, because I'm so used to superheroes being the center of attention. You know, uh, Superman goes around. He's got Jimmy Olsen wanting to be his friend. He's got Lois Lane trying to marry him. He's got all this other stuff going on. And everybody wants to be his friend or do something else with him. It's hilarious that Guano Guy has nobody that's chasing after him who wants to be his buddy. So that to me, I, I love the, 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 the something different going someplace where I haven't read before. And I think that's one of the great things about Guano Guy is to, <laughs> is to poke fun at what we see in other comics. I just think it's wonderful. Yeah, I, and I like getting all those little lines and little bits in there where it's not really the main thing. Like, here's the story, but there's just little touches going on in the background, small gags. Um, I write some of them in where it's, you know, the artist is presenting it to you with little sight gags. And, and then I just I try to get these, those little off-the-wall bits in there as well, stuff that is not really the story, but it's, it's commentary. It's just fun and silly. Um, I, I really like the idea of this comic being just a, a total break from the day. It's just not serious at all. You could just take a few minutes and read it for just fun, silly enjoyment. Mm -hmm. I, it's so much fun when, when there's Guano guy and he's fighting a mime and the mime has, <laughs> he wants to make it look like he's got a gang. And so he's got these um, these, these uh, dolls or, or you know, uh, uh, yeah, things mannequins. that look like yeah, mannequins. And they're all on this bar across his shoulders so that they move when he moves. And they all look like they're fighting together and stuff. 
God, that was hilarious. I just, and he says, we got you surrounded. And Ghana guy says, why are you saying we? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you can't oh. count the mannequins as opponents. Like, it's just you that I'm mm-hmm. fighting. <laughs> like, I'm mm-hmm. fighting you. There's, But, I mean, that's the, the zaniness of the villains. Like, to, the, to this nutty villain... Those are real gang members. He's he's got his entourage with him, and Quato guy himself is pointing it out. Like, no, it, it's just you and me. It, <laughs> it's it reminds me so much of the old Batman show when whenever we were in the villain's hideout, it was tilted. Mm. You know, it was mm-hmm. because they were not like they were off center kind of people, and so the rooms would be tilted sideways. And I'd always be like, I wonder how the people filmed that. You know, the camera was the camera tilted, or was the room actually tilted when they did that? Yeah, that, that would depend. Uh, I mean, if the actors also were tilted, if everything was tilted, it was probably the camera. But mm-hmm. if like the people sat up straight, but all the furniture was tilted, then maybe they just mm-hmm. stuck little blocks under you know one side mm-hmm. to put everything <laughs> off, and maybe just you know leaned all the paintings. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, and of course, the Guanaguay stories are tremendously funny. And, and you know, when eventually uh, the, the, the mime gets knocked out, he, she yells out, psychosomatic knockout, he goes. <laughs> and then he yells, it's a real thing. <laughs> the Crimson Twins suffered from it all the time. <laughs> I got All those things are hilarious, wonderful bits. But, you know, you do other parts that make me laugh as well. Uh, in issue number three, we see Mr. Marvelous Man in I'm Helping, and he's trying to get a an old woman across the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he just helps too much. He, he takes her way too far and ends up making her journey much longer while also mm-hmm. scaring her near to death with flying her up so high and so fast. Mm-hmm. But he means well. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Just because you got powers doesn't mean you necessarily know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's another bit, and I I have to talk with you about this one. It's it starts out and it says El Marv here with the super insults. Yeah. El, El Marv, um, which makes me think of the the House of Ideas. Uh-huh. And and the guy. Well, let's just say that the the person it looks like is no longer with us. Yeah shall we say yeah and i got a, i get a huge kick because as he's going along he he says these terrible things yeah to people <laughs> he he says uh uh he says your costume looks stupid he says to the one guy and then he he says no one will love you he goes <laughs> And then he goes to the Super Insults writer's room. This is why fight a villain with fisticuffs when Super Insults can supply you with verbal jabs that'll have them sobbing on the ground in the fetal position like the little wussy woo-woo their wicked sister always told them they were. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it, uh, it, it works. I mean, that, that big, strong villain is really hurt by these things. Like, that's why he's turned to this this horrible life of crime. Like nobody has loved him and he is all alone. Mm-hmm. But there, the, uh, the fact that he looks like, <laughs> see, yeah. that gets me because, you know, I, I, you know, I, that it's just a funny bit. I just think that it's, it's hilarious. To, again, when we can laugh at ourselves, I think that's a wonderful bit. And there are some people who think this individual is nigh into God. You know, he, everything he did is just gorgeous and wonderful and smart and fantastic. And here is that same basic person, <laughs> crit, you know, being super critical of people and cutting them down left and right. And they all love it. And they don't, they don't ever argue with them and say, no, that's not true. They take it as fact. That's the part that really gets me. I just think that this this whole little bit is a wonderful bit for that. I just are we going to see this guy again, or was that basically uh, his time? Oh, he's got a he's got a bit in the in issue four here too. Um, okay, yeah he he uh, he goes to a, a, another homageous spot to hawk a different product mm. um, again with some very uh, negative. Uh, motivations behind it in a way uh, instead of insults he's yeah he's selling a very destructive product 
mm-hmm. that ultimately destroys way more than intended. So issue four, uh-huh. um, I was doing, I've been doing some build up talking about what Guano Guy, what you can find in a Guano Guy comic. Yeah. Talk about issue, issue four. What are we going to see in issue four? Issue four is going to be super, super awesome because we've got Alexander Unlin back, who's been the artist for the last, uh, he was there for two and a half, number two, number three. So this is fourth issue now. And he does 20 pages, but with three different colorists. So each of the three stories that he basically tells, and they kind of go together, but they're Mm -hmm. separate segments. Each one of them has a different colorist because of the fact that they're taking place in sort of different worlds. So that helps Mm -hmm. really set them apart. And we finally, we see Guano Guy in the biggest action scene yet. Mm -hmm. And the closest thing to being a hero that I think we'll ever see. Mm. We see Rita step forth from reporting on, on things to getting more involved. And we mm. also get to see Thor return because Rita's had Thor's hammer for a while now. And we, we finally have a return of Thor and some payoff on that story. Mm. And then, and that's the big one. But then additionally, there's another 20 pages of short stories where we get to see what happened to one of the guys, original sidekick who was mm. abandoned in a sewer to sewer monsters <laughs> and we get to see uh, there was a character before um, Blaster Face who passed on, and we get to see where he went. We mm. also get to see the this salesman character again, who before was selling threats to heroes, but now he's he's selling a, de- a destructive item this time, more physically mm. destructive than verbally. And oh, there's a oh well, yeah, we get to see a, a short with Mister Marvelous Man again. So we get him, and then there's a couple of little one pagers that are just really fun, silly stuff. A couple of uh, mm. fake ads, essentially, that are a lot of fun. Um, mm. One of the ads I'm really proud of. I mean, in one page, we do a whole lot with with this really fun gag. So mm-hmm. it's very, it's a lot of stuff for 40 pages. It's very packed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And no. um, oh, mm-hmm. and David Lapham did the cover, so that mm. is extra extra cool. Because um, mm-hmm. I'll have that original on my wall for the rest of my life. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's 2020 was pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, there were there were ways to make 2020 good, and that was one. Mm-hmm. Now th- you've got two different cover styles for the for the same cover. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, it, 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 there's just the pure art version. Like if somebody just really wants the you know wants the art and wants to hang that up or whatnot, it's the cover with just just the art, and there'll be just a little bit of information in, in a corner, you know, real nonchalant. And then mm-hmm. there's a very retro 70s style cover with you know that side dress. And there's a whole lot of the characters have a a ton of quotes on the front. I mean, the cover becomes its own story if you get the the dressed up version, because there's a whole scene going on that really pretty much leads into one of the stories. And then on the side, you've got the sidebar with the different character heads and they've all got lines. And so you get get a lot of reading experience out of the cover if you get the dressed up version. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, some people are just going to want to look at the art. And so, Either either way is available. I, I have to, as I was looking at on the, it's on the Kickstarter page. So if you yeah. want to see it, you can actually do it. There's a wonderful quote for Guano Guy. And I get a kick that he's called The Guano Guy. Yeah. Which of course, you know, Batman goes from being called Batman to The Batman, back and forth and stuff. I'm always going like, why? And the, the, the next Batman movie is called The Batman. And I'm always going, why is he called the Batman? Why is just Batman? So I, I get a kick. He's called the Guano Guy, which is obviously a play on that stuff. And his quote just kills me. It says, my name is literally on the cover. <laughs> yeah, because Mr. Marvelous Man's trying to take credit. Yeah, he says, hey, I got my own book, he goes. And then right under him is Guano Guy says, hey, my name is literally on the cover, he yeah. goes. No, my name's literally on the cover. <laughs> the prankster, I made the issue. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, all, the, all those villains uh, that are about to break in, they've all got funny lines, and Guano yeah. Guy's talking to his mirror about a, about a ridiculous convention that he's going to go to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there's a wonderful line, too, under the price of the book. It says, not, uh, not approved for mature adults. Yeah. <laughs> Which is quite funny, I have to say. It's really good stuff. It's just wonderful, wonderful business. Now, I, I've got to talk with you because something makes me laugh. 
you know, I, I've signed up for the, the Kickstarter. Uh, and you. so I'm very happy to do that. <laughs> the thing that makes me laugh is uh, we got to talk a little bit about the numbering of the issues. Uh-huh. Because I, I signed up for the uh, super accessible complete PDF set. Yeah. And it's for globetrotting digital connoisseurs of hilarious digital comics. 250 pages almost beamed into your digital device. But the, it lists it in there. It says it's going to guy number zero, one half, one, 1. 1.5, two, 2.5, three, and then four. Are all, uh, are they all individual PDFs? Yes. Yep. Okay. Now, now I'm all for that, and it's, you know this is eight books. But then when I go down farther, I, I'm a little surprised because when I get down to, um, let's see, I'm trying to find the, the uh, I'm trying to find the the one that's it's where to go. Well, anyway, there's one that says if you go farther down, and it says that you get three point five. And four, I think it's in the all gone one. Yeah, if it's pledge five dollars or more, you get uh, both new comics, digital version. You I get a PDF. Hold this one for you, real quick. Oh, good. Well, let me just read what it says real quick. Okay. So I'm talking about. Get a PDF of Guano Guy three point five and four. Now, when I went back to the, I went back to look at the thing I'd signed up for, and I don't yeah. have three point five in there. It's so be I, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was toying with the idea of doing 3.5 and 4, but it really works out best for everybody for me to just do one bigger issue. Um, and this is going to actually be the last Kickstarter where I have still 0 and 1 half and 1.5 and 2.5. And uh, after this one, I'm going to collect all those up and do a single trade so that it'll be a lot simpler in the future that like next time it'll be going to be issue 5 all all four back issues plus the trade paperback of short stories. Um, Cause with, with uh, this issue and issue two and issue three, there's always short stories. Um, but it, it really just works out to do it as a large anthology with the main story and the short stories. And it allows flexibility because the last issue had 29 interior pages because that was the, the best group of short stories that were done at the time. This time there was, uh, the time to do more short stories. So it's a bigger book. Mm-hmm. So it, it just has worked out well to just do a single issue and bring all the short stories into whatever the next issue is. Cause you realize when I, the moment I realized I, I sat there figuring this stuff out, I realized that only a comic collector would think that way. Yeah. <laughs> a, com- a comic collector would sit there and say, wait a minute, where's 3.5. Yeah. So, I'm not getting 3.5. So that's why that got ended real quick. That was actually, uh, I had already made the decision to just do issue four with everything in it. And then when the Kickstarter went live, that one PDF thing still listed 3.5 and four and a couple people pledged to it before I was able to jump back in and correct it. So <laughs> it's been corrected. So when you get issue four, it'll have everything in there um, that would have been issue three and a half and four. It's all just one issue. You do realize that, that those are the things that drive collectors mad. <laughs> Half issue, zero. I mean, issue zero, I always – how can you say it's issue zero? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, this I, is a comic that doesn't make sense, so there, there's no need for this to make sense at all. I mean, if I did an issue 4.A, just <laughs> – and, and collectors are out there going, oh, no, how am I going to change my numbering system to hold all that? So I, 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 you can't have an issue zero. It's That's the first issue, so it needs to be issue number one. Yeah, how, I so, mean, how do you have an issue minus one? I mean, that, <laughs> <laughs> or there was a comic that had issue 1.1, 1.2, 1.3, 1.4, and then 1.5, mm-hmm. and it was a miniseries. So it was that rather than just issues one through five of this miniseries, but that. Just how they did it. I, but see, this is the thing that, that literally I have collector friends, and they they say to me, "How can they do this to me? I have this and that and the other in such a, 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 a order." And it's like when you know, in Thor, like for example, the Thor, they got to issue like six hundred, but they had stopped numbering them. 
they had like issue mm-hmm. they went back to issue one yeah and then when they got to a certain number yeah. they changed it to issue 600 yep and all my friends who were collectors went oh my god what am i gonna do i had these all divided up into things now i have to all put them in one mm-hmm. in one string to each other because then yeah and i thought and i said to them you know only comic collectors worry about such things yeah yeah <laughs> and it, it's it's weird where comics wanted to give new fans a brand new entry point where they could feel like they were there from the beginning and that they didn't need the the back history but but when i got into comics i mean that's part of the fun of it is you you get in where you get in and then you you try to hunt down and find the older stuff what right. you can right and that's was just part of the hobby uh right. and then they started with new issue ones to try to match new comics that were coming out but then wanted to get the props for the legacy of how mm-hmm. long they really had gone. So then they wanted to go back to the old numbering system that count all those issues under the newer numbering system as part of the ongoing number. It's all, it's very confusing. Um, well, now, now they're doing something that they, that nobody would ever do uh-huh. in the past. And that's to say the number of years the comic has been coming out. Mm. Uh, like I think Superman got they have 80 years now of uh-huh. of Superman 80 years of Batman I mean 10 years ago you did not dare say the number of years because that would mm. send people scampering for the hills you know the old what have you done for me lately mm-hmm. that's what was going and so all these people were saying I'm not going to buy 80 an 80th anniversary because that's and then all of a sudden now 80th anniversaries are hot Everybody's doing even Marvel. I think did Fantastic Four had an 80th anniversary, uh-huh. and so uh, <laughs> I'm getting a huge kick out of all this. You know the 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 way we sell books. I mean, Detective they they started renumbering Detective back to the 1000s and stuff. So they got to 1000. They did a special issue. Yeah, and th- then when I got to the thousandth issue, and that 27. Batman, 1027 suddenly was a big collector. Yeah, or, or whatever. <laughs> and I thought, and I'm looking at it going like, well, yeah, I'll buy the book, but I have to say, only collectors worry about these things. The rest of us go, oh, 1027, well, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So I said, you'll, you'll have to do the same thing when Grano Guy gets to 1027, you'll have to. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll probably have to do it at like issue number 10 like oh it's our 10th issue anniversary counting if you count those other issues <laughs> oh heavens you see people those of us who understand and get into the comic industry are going to just die laughing because it's just too much it's just hilarious it's just so well done. i like things like that you know i i have to say in some levels your book reminds me a little bit of the guy that dc did what was his name um, he had a comic and the very first thing on the front page, oh, it was uh, Ambush Bug. Ambush Bug on the very first page said, the alien invasion is coming. Make sure you get your loved ones to safety. Uh, and it said, not your family, your comic books. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember busting out laughing at that. And every once in a while, they try to bring Ambush Bug back and it never quite flies. But I just, I think that stuff is funny. I get a kick out of that because I understand the humor. I think that's just, see, the stuff you're doing, I think is just so appropriate and so, so worthy, you know, <laughs> you know poking at stuff. It's, uh, it's, I can't remember the name of the guy that does music. Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. And he does, mm-hmm. he punctures the pomposity of popular music, one guy said. And you got you're doing sort of the Weird Al Yankovic version of the comics, having fun, you know, looking at comics with that fun, <laughs> askew look, just because it's it's there, and we get we get the joke, so it's funny stuff. Yeah, well, thank you very much for the kind words. I, I really like to make this fun, entertaining book that's a, a bit against the grain. Um, having fun with comics rather than being really serious. Um, but having fun with them, not really truly making fun of it. And, uh, I hope when, once I'm, uh, you know, conventions and, and shows open back up and I'm able to get back out and start really meeting people again and spreading the word of the book and Mm -hmm. hopefully get it out there to a lot more people. Um, 
It, yeah, because I saw you at a lot of conventions when you were living in Florida. You had been to like Daytona Beach, had one. I think you were at MegaCon too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, you've been you've been a lot of the ones in Florida, but uh, it's it's just now starting to open up because I know that I'm heading to AwesomeCon in Washington D.C. in a couple months. Yeah, it, it and, it's starting to open back up. Um, I, I'm not sure. I think Phoenix has probably still got another six months uh, before things start going here. Um, so it's a, it's a little bit slower than Florida. I think yeah. Florida's pushed to, to get things going again. Yeah, um, we're uh, MegaCon. I think is still going to happen here this year. They're going to do a live action. They're talking uh, about limiting the number of tickets. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. But I I I don't know. Okay. You know, if we believe the this, this this is what drives me crazy too. Stuff like this drives me nuts. If we believe that the 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 vaccine works. Why are we saying we, we still have to wear masks and stuff like that? So well, I, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I believe, I, I think that it works, but that doesn't mean it's foolproof. It is, mm. um, it would be like wearing armor. Like that's going to really, really save you from a lot of hits, but that doesn't mean there isn't a spot where a blade can slip through or the mm. right angle or enough force. It, it is protection. Um, mm but you'd still want to be cautious. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I think the masks are still an added protection in case someone is close to you and coughs and happens to have a variant that the vaccine that you have doesn't protect against. If it's 90% effective, then there's just variations that it isn't covering, um, mm-hmm. but you'd still be covered against most of them. So it's, mm-hmm. it's still just, it's still smart to wear a mask and wash hands regularly. So as to not touch your, you know, your mm-hmm. eyes or your mouth with something on your, your fingers. Um, and there's, and it's just there's some, safe. Mm-hmm. And, and if there's, there's some more community numbers, people can still keep a, a, a safe distance in case someone does start coughing or sneezing, you know, yeah. you don't have to be right there stuck to them. Yeah. Um, Cause there are some communities too, where only 25% of the people are vaccinated. Oh yeah, sure. Cause it, I mean, it's not required and mm-hmm. there's still, People have questions about it. I mean, it is still a new vaccine, mm-hmm. um, so it's it's not well, fully see, tested out yet. Yeah. See, here in Florida, we're going now to Walmart's, and they, they there's a sign on the door that says, "If you are fully vaccinated, you don't need a mask." Yeah, um, they're not requiring it. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, if you were standing next to somebody who's coughing or sneezing, and they they cough into your face, you would mm-hmm. still be better off. If they had a mask on and you had one yeah. on, um, Granted. you might be fine, yeah. but you'd certainly be decreasing the the odds of getting mm-hmm. something from them. And not just the current thing. Um, mm-hmm. Like you might be vaccinated against COVID, but then you, you pick up a cold or flu from them or something else. Um, I, I was I was just going to say that very <laughs> thing. Is that the last year or so, I haven't gotten any cold, any head right. colds or anything because right. we've all been ma- masking and protecting ourselves from each other. From these, right. from the, the flu and diseases and all of the kinds of things. So it's actually been kind of helpful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it really, disease is, is, is a community thing. You, people get it and they, they pass it to everybody around them through contact. And if you're wearing some kind of protection from that, then you're really limiting your exposure to it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I definitely heard flus were way down this past year, which makes a lot mm-hmm. of sense. And mm-hmm. so... Uh, I mean, it's, you yeah. know, it hasn't been all bad. People have certainly, no. I, I guess, gotten an education on hygiene. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, it's That's good true. to wash your hands regularly. It's a yeah, good, yeah. safe practice. Yeah, so true. Now, you made available to me something I wanted to talk with you a little bit about. Oh, yeah, uh, it's Image Grand Disaster. Yeah, that is uh, during this last, uh, during 2020, uh, Ed Piscor had pitched Image Grand Design that would go back to the beginning of Image and it come out as if it had all been planned from the beginning, much like those other Grand Design books that came out. Mm-hmm. And then he pitched it out to the fans to like, hey, why don't you why don't you guys get on this and do it? And some mm-hmm. fans did. Uh, they they picked up that ball and ran with it and transcribed and then uh, did basically did a sort of a meeting with them. And then they met amongst each other 
time and time again through the, the weeks and months and put this giant book together. But then a side book got started out of that where there were people that had more ideas that didn't fit into that outline, that that one streamlined story. Mm-hmm. And so that all got put into Image Grand Disaster and Image Grand Disaster expanded and grew and a lot of people contributed stories. I caught on to Image Grand Disaster in its 11th hour and mm-hmm. contrib- in its 11th hour of submission, of, of mm-hmm. getting to submit. I caught into it right at the end and was able to submit a story and that got picked up. And then through the process, as time was going on, I started working on other with other people on their stories, doing editing and uh, lettering and co-writing and, and just helping wherever I could and where it was needed. And then ended up joining the editing and production team mm-hmm. to help put the whole book together. Mm-hmm. And so it, it ended up, it, it was a really educational and rewarding experience to work in all these different roles. Uh, I, I really, and, and so that, you know, that, that was my part in it. And so image grand disaster is just this giant fan book of image stories with the, uh, with a, a lot of the original characters, but also the second generation characters. In fact, image grand disaster ended up touching almost every character that ever passed through image, even for mm-hmm. a moment, like characters mm-hmm. that had a cameo or whose book was published there for just a little bit. Like we, we just, we got all those in there and it, it's a giant romp. And the, there's like, there's 60 creators that worked on it mm-hmm. and the variety of art and story and the skill levels. I mean, we've got like, we've got pros in there mm-hmm. uh, all the way down to people that it was their first time, but they were great artists who just hadn't made a comic before, but had chops. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's an amazing book and image grand design and image grand disaster are both available. Um, I, I can send you the link later because we're going to be mm-hmm. wrapping up. We, we, when we released the books, mm-hmm. we did them as a, they're, they're um, a P- PDFs that you can download and there's just a donation to the hero initiative. So we wanted to do something good with it because these are just fan books that we made. So the books are $5 to the hero initiative. And we're going to wrap up that fundraiser um, on July 5th. So 4th mm-hmm. of July weekend is going to be the final weekend before we wrap this up. So I'll send you links, but they're, they're amazing books. I've already read them over multiple times because they're just fun. And there's, there's over 300 pages of material that, wow. that was all put together in, in a year <laughs> I mean, that was a, a year of a lot of creators working together and making this gigantic book with tons of fun stories and cameos by all these different characters. The Max was a real popular character that a lot of people touched on. Uh, mm-hmm. Blood Wolf has some nice contributions. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the founders are, are there. It's, mm-hmm. it, it was really a, a fun book. And the art is so amazing and the variety of styles to flip and get, you know, one thing that's like literally painted for a few pages. And the next thing is digital art. And the next thing is scrapping. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There there was just, it's such an endeavor of creativity and love for that era of comics. Mm -hmm. There's one called Attaboy. Oh, that's, um, so there are also, there are also ads for, you know, the creators, a lot of the people involved have their own books. So mm-hmm. Attaboy, for instance, is a, a, a um, Tony McMillan. Sorry, there's a lot of creators, but uh, Tony McMillan worked on this fantastic Sam and Twitch and Pitt and Spawn and Max story. And he has this incredible eight pages and his art's gorgeous, but he also has this, he has several books of his own, including Attaboy. That's um, mm-hmm. a great book that he is doing where it's, it's a comic book, but it's disguised as a video game manual, like the manual mm-hmm. of how to play the game. But that's, mm-hmm. that's really the story. Um, but that's, <laughs> so <laughs> that's just one of the, one of the contributors to image grand disaster. Well, I got a kick out of the Guano Guy page. 
Oh, right. Cause that's, that's another one of the ads like guano guys not yeah. in the book, but I had, my story was how the Viltrumites, it was a spoof on uh, Mars attacks. Instead it was right. the Viltrumites attack and yeah. they wiped out the extreme universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them anyway. And then after my story, yeah, I had a, a bit for the guano guy. Well, there's a funny bit in there that I, I just made me laugh out loud too. It's a Roland man says it's like Cartoon Network on paper. Yeah, that was and then a- Guano guy responds, "Call me Cartoon Network." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah no- I did so see this as a cartoon on on <laughs> on Cartoon Network. So yeah, uh, I got to keep plugging away and try and get enough notoriety and noticeability that maybe just maybe we can make that happen because there's. You know, there, there's there's room on that on that network for another fun. You know, the mm-hmm. the, the tick was a great cartoon. Mm-hmm. Venture Brothers had had mm-hmm. a great run. Why not Guano Guy? Yeah, well, you know, they could do worse, and they have done worse <laughs> at times and stuff. So that's that's it's just a wonderful bit. So let's uh, let's wrap up by saying, of course, the Kickstarter again is going to go on until Saturday, June twenty sixth, at yeah. one a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And of course, at this moment, you are past your fifteen hundred dollar goal. Yeah. By the time this posts, let's hope you're way past that. Yeah. And getting all kinds of good stuff going on. So Guano Guy four, and plus all seven other Guano Guy comics are in people's hands and get to uh, have lots of good fun. So yeah, all I can say is Mark, have keep having fun because that's obviously what you're doing with these good books. It's tremendous fun. Oh, absolutely, Wayne. Yeah, I just. Hope to keep bringing fun and entertainment and joy to comics and uh, comic readers. So I'll keep plugging away at that. People need dramatic examples to shake them out of apathy, and I can't do that as Bruce Wayne. As a man, I'm flesh and blood. I can be ignored, I can be destroyed, but as a symbol. Get the latest from the comics universe news, interviews, previews, and reviews. Listen to the weekly Wayne's Comics Podcast so you can keep reading your comics. And that's it for this week. Be back next episode when I'll have another terrific conversation with another wonderful comics creator. But until then, keep reading your comics.